Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. And the title of my message this morning is The Gift of Mercy. The Gift of Mercy. The gift, help me, Holy Ghost, the gift of mercy. We've heard a lot about grace, and we've heard so much about faith. But today, I trust in the Holy Spirit to show us, give us revelation, insight into how mercy fits into the equation. Good God of mercy. Go, go ahead and put up nugget number one. And we'll just, we'll just go through those. And I just have a couple of passive scriptures today. Nugget uh, number one. Ready? Let us read. Let's read it again. Mercy. We've heard so much about grace that we've almost forgotten about mercy. And we've been taught so much about grace that we have very little revelational insight about the mercies of God. But today I'm trusting that the Holy Ghost will open our eyes to see, amen, how important the mercy of God is in our everyday life. Nugget number two, please. Nugget number two, please. Ready? Read. Ooh-wee, that'll knock your revelation around or your, your, your religiosity around. Read it again. Mercy is the gift before and beyond faith. Number three, please. Well, read it like you're bold. Ready? Read. And I'm going to I'm going to expound later on on this word boldly from a uh, Hebrew perspective because boldly in our context, it, it carries kind of an arrogant connotation to it as though we, we come to God in an, somewhat of an arrogant uh, uh, disposition. And, and I want to I clear that up. Nugget number four, please. Mer come on, read with me. Mercy. Oh, my. Now, I want you to read that again because your neighbor really needs to know this. We know you got it together. But that person you're sitting next to, you don't have a clue how much they need this. Ready? Read. Mercy is compassionate Number five, grace and mercy, they're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. 
Nugget number six, please. Last nugget. Ready? Read. Mercy and grace are two cooperative forces. They're not the same thing, but they do cooperate with one another. Can somebody say amen? amen. Having said that, let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, to our video department, you, you're doing an outstanding job. I don't mean to put you on the spot. But if you could go back to nugget number four, it would be greatly appreciated. Nugget number four. Ooh, boy, they're sharp today. Man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ready? Read. Oh, stop right there. Anybody ever been in trouble? R read it again. Mercy is compassionate to those. Anybody ever been in trouble? That's about half of you. Okay. Let's read the rest of it. Even. Jesus. Have, is there anybody here who's ever been in trouble and you were in trouble because you were foolish? Both of my hands go up. I'm in trouble. I need mercy. But I'm in trouble because I didn't listen to God. I'm in trouble because I overrode the check that I got from the Holy Ghost not to do that, not to go there, not to say that, but I did it anyway. And I found myself in trouble. And I'm asking God to get me out of trouble when he warned me not to do it so I wouldn't be in trouble. I'm preaching to myself now. Are you in Hebrews chapter 4? Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 16. Hebrews 4, chapter number 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain, talk to me, that we may obtain mercy. and find grace to help in time of need. One of the least understood of the characters of God, I believe, is his character of mercy. Many things have been manifested in my life, in our lives, and this is where I tapped into uh, Minister Stone when he was praying because there are many things that has happened in my life 
many deliverances that I personally have experienced in my life. And I know it was not because of my faith. And I certainly wasn't praying. So I know that God didn't deliver me because of my faith. And he didn't deliver me because somebody else was praying for me. I realized today that there are things that I escaped only because God extended unto me his mercy. There were things, and I'm talking about me now, because if I talk about you, you'll get mad. But there are things that I told God. If he would get me out of it, I told him with my own mouth that I would never do it again. And with some time, it is as though I, I got amnesia. And I'm in the same hole. And how do you keep going back to somebody? when you broke the last promise. And what kind of person would keep helping you when they know you're lying? So I believe the author of Hebrews is Apostle Paul. We won't argue over that. But he said, come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in time of trouble. And I realized what Paul was telling us and telling me that there's no other way to approach God but boldly and honestly. Why? Because he already knows. What weighs on my heart is how can you know I'm lying? And Help me when I'm in trouble. When you already know why you're pulling me out, that it won't be long with the right temptation. With the right deception, 
with the right trickery that I will be in, no, not a different hole. Who am I preaching to? But I'm in the same hole. But you're a God of mercy. And it's clear that you see something in us that we don't see yet. There's a phrase behind this wall, a big old uh, uh, plaque, a, a huge, and on it, Every minister that comes to this platform, it's in your face. And it says, God, I thank you for the privilege. Because out of all the people on the planet, you would still choose me to come and stand on this sacred platform. And I just want you to know that I'm still grateful. I'm still grateful because you know every mistake I'm still yet to make. And yet, your mercy is fresh and new every morning. And I don't understand how there's enough mercy for you with all that I use every day. And I know you got to sit there and look real holier than thou, but I know I'm not the only person in this room that is draining heaven out of all of its mercy and all of its grace. I wish I could stand here today and it'd be the truth that I'm your pastor and I've never made a mistake. I've never thought a bad thought. I've never fallen by the wayside. But I stand here today, amen, and throw myself on the mercy seat of Almighty God. God's mercy is so powerful that it can be used. It can be used. The mercies of God are so powerful that it can be used by every believer. And you don't need it until you need it. And most of the time when you need it is when you've done wrong. Oh, Jesus. Notice in one of our nuggets, it says that we are to come boldly to obtain mercy. If mercy was not important, we would not be told, we would not be told, oh, Jesus, this is good. Somebody say mercy. Somebody say mercy. Notice you're only encouraged to come get it when you're in trouble. Notice that you're charged by God to come get it when you're in trouble. So it's clear God knew 
that in your Christian journey, there were going to be some days, could God have mercy, you was going to get in trouble. You was going to say something to get you in trouble. You were going to do something to get you in trouble or all the above. But trouble's trouble. But yet God said, when you're in trouble, come boldly. Come with an expectation that what you need from God, he is going to faithfully supply. But this, this, this is awesome. Go, go to Ephesians. I'm going to close out on this. These are perhaps some of the greatest verses that communicate the believers past, present, and future. Ephesians chapter number two. Ephesians two. Look at verse, oh my, I want to back up. I want to look at verse number eight and nine. But Dad Hagen used to always say for full import. I don't, still don't know what all that means, but it sounds good. Let's back up to verse 4. Ephesians 2, you there? Look, look on the screen so we can read in unison. Ready? Read. But God, he's what? Not, not poor, not poor, but what? Yeah, read on, read on. The reason we don't get excited about this passage of Scripture is because we really don't have a real in-depth understanding of God's love. Because we think God loves like we love. Which most of the time is conditional. And because we know ourselves, but God know us better, it can be mind challenging to know that God knows me better than I know myself. And there are times because I know myself that I don't like myself. And how can he know me better than I know myself and still love me like that? Because I married a man who said he loved me. I married a woman who said they loved me. But when they found out the real me, they left. So I'm careful now that I'm remarried to not tell it all. Because most people cannot handle who you really are and still love you. But God. Let's, let's look at this verse now, verse 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. You can't brag. You're no more holy than nobody else. You're no more sanctified than anybody else. 
The same, the same sanctifier who sanctified you sanctified us. You can stand there and look all pious all you want. You can look all holy if you want to. But amen, but you stink too. But God, good God of mercy, boy, preach. It is the gift of God. That's why we enter his gates with thanksgivings. And we enter his courts with praise. You see, if you don't come in with thanksgiving and you don't enter his courts with praise, that's a sign that something's wrong with your thinking. You see, you don't praise him because you've done everything right. You praise him because he's a merciful God. He's a God of grace. He's a forgiving God. Are you listening to me? I thank him and I praise him for every pit I fell in and he pulled me out. I thank him for every time I disappointed him, but he released his grace and his mercy upon my life. No, I'm not telling you every mistake I made. You couldn't handle it no more than I can handle yours. But there is one who know every mistake I made, every mistake I'm yet to make, and he still, somebody give him praise because he still loves you. That's why when you make a mistake, you don't throw in the towel and quit. Why? Because God's not through with you. Yes, you made a mistake, but get up and repent and let the mercies and grace of God impel you to keep going forward. He that is without sin, let him throw the first pew. Look at what Apostle Paul says to the church at Ephesus. He said, it is a gift of God, not of works, that's religion. Least anyone, anyone should boast. God's mercy is a powerful force that every believer can have access and what I love about it, I don't always need mercy from you because you may not give it. But God's got this thing so fixed that you not extending mercy doesn't shut down my purpose. I do want you to forgive me, but if you don't, it doesn't shut down my destiny. See, see, if you don't forgive me, the blessings of God doesn't stop flowing. But I need his mercy every day. Can somebody say amen? These are perhaps the greatest verses that communicate or consummate the believer's past, present, 
and future. In other words, people of God, you are, how many are saved today? It's all on God. All you did was receive it. That's why we can't brag. And that's why we can't look down on people who we think are less fortunate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was uh, driving off the property the other day and I saw a man pulling a generator. And it was clear to me that he was trying to pull it up under uh, the overpass. And in my humanness, I looked at what I was visibly seeing and it was almost detestable. And before I could make the turn around that, that area by the, by the overpass that takes you up by worlds of fun, before I could get a halfway up the hill, I started thinking about where I was. And how gracious and merciful God has been to me. And then I thought, if Jesus was looking at that condition, what would his attitude be? And how would Jesus respond to homeless people under a bridge? And then I thought a little further. What separates me from them? And what have I done? What kind of school have I attended and graduated from that makes me different or better than the man or the woman under the bridge? And then I thought in the Old Testament how a man had become so arrogant and thought he was God. And God took his hands of grace and mercy off of him and he started walking through the field like a wild animal. Eating grass like a wild oxen. Fingernails growing out like a wild animal. And I thought to myself, where would I be? Where would you be? If God had not and continually extend his hand of mercy and grace on us. I'm so tired of these supposedly Christians looking down on other folk and thinking they're better than other folk. Amen. If God takes his hand of mercy and grace off of all of us, none of us would be here today. Preach, boy, preach. There, there was a young pastor Go to the last pastoral epistle. The last pastoral epistle. There's three, but go to the last one, chapter three. And I want to look at verse number four. Go to the last pastoral, pastoral epistle where Apostle Paul is talking to these young pastors. And you should be in Titus chapter three. 
Titus chapter. Go ahead and turn your pages. Titus chapter 3. Now, I, you, some of you been around. I said that way because you'll never forget that. 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus. Those are pastoral. Those are epistles uh, written by the Holy Ghost to Apostle Paul to the pastor to deal with the situations and conditions in the church. Are, are we together? Look at a chapter, I mean, chapter number 3, verse number 4. Titus chapter 3. Verse number four, but when the kindness of the love of God and our Savior forward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according, come on, to his mercy, he saved us. Minister, where's Minister Orphy? He's in the hallway. Okay, there he he is. Uh, The reason I read it behind the wall the way I did today is because it's clear that God sees something in me that I don't see yet. Because he's never let me go. I mean, I've fallen, he picked me up. I've fallen and he's picked me up. I've fallen and he's picked me up. Why? What is it that he see that he keeps picking me up because there's going to be a better end? So it's clear to me that God sees something in you. That's why every time you cry out for help, he helps because there's something he's after and he's going to get it. Are you listening to me? And he's not going to allow one failure in your life to cancel, amen, what he birthed you into this earth to do. So there's something that God see in you that even when you make a mistake, he restores you over and over and over and over again because there's something he is after. This, this, this is... This is, this is revelation. He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable, come on somebody, and profitable to men, that having been justified by his grace, we should be heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I I don't understand it all. All I know is that God chose me. And he chose me before I chose him.
And, and I'm amazed because I grew up with a lot of people and there are people that I grew up with who are still not following him. Still don't serve him. But out of the group, he picked me out. He chose me. And I still today, I don't know what all he saw or what all he sees. So I have no choice but to come boldly before his throne and obtain mercy because if I lie to him, he's going to know I'm lying. There's no need for me to come to him and try to hide something. Because he already saw it before I did it. So it's no sense of me approaching him like I'm some kind of holy angel. He already knows what I am without him. So Paul says, come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain. So there's no other way to come. Because there's nothing that I can present myself that would warn me to receive his mercy and his grace. All of my works are as filthy rags. They're undone. So there's no other way to come to God but on, on, the, on the premises of obtaining his mercy and his grace because of his nature of giving grace and mercy every time we're in trouble. And I've been in trouble too many times to be a pastor. I thought that would help you saying it that way. I just come to discover that being a pastor doesn't exempt you from being in trouble. And I've been in trouble too many times to be a pastor. But didn't he know that before he called me? Didn't he know my weaknesses before he called me? Didn't he know my kryptonite before he called me? Didn't he know I was Superman except when I'm dealing with this? You can leave me hanging. But didn't he know you were superwoman? Except when it comes to that. Yet he saved you anyway. He delivered you anyway. He did it because it's part of his character to extend grace and mercy. I share with you that mercy and grace are two cooperative forces. They work together for our benefit in every area of our relationships with God. By the way, look up here at me. This is a new day. <clears throat> Have you been to God yet to get some mercy? Ooh, Jesus. Some of you looking at me like, you haven't checked in yet? Wait for the day's over. My daddy would say, the day is still young. 
But I guarantee you before the day is over, you're going to have to check in and get some more of this. Somebody will say something. Somebody will do something. That's why it's so dangerous to say what you won't do. With God's help, I won't do thus and so. But me in and of myself, you don't have have a clue how close you're on my last nerve. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.